1: show here on this Sunday afternoon I'm Joe Block I'm with you from San Francisco Ben is on the phone and Ben thanks for spending some time with us I know your time uh, really valuable uh, and limited uh, in this month so uh, thanks for coming on
2: Oh my pleasure Joe how you doing
1: doing good doing good the weather's been great here in san francisco and of course the pirates have made that feel even better with a couple of wins going for a sweep today against the giants the first place team in baseball and uh, you got to be liking how the the big club is playing right now uh, in these uh, couple of games and wanted to get your thoughts overall on uh, the the trade deadline of course which comes up uh, five days from today at 4 p.m eastern on friday and uh, can you characterize uh, the trade talks are they intensifying or what are what are you doing these days
2: yeah, I mean, it's, it's been, been pretty steady, really, all month. Uh, maybe took a three-day pause for the draft and then got back into it, and it does feel like it's picked up um, even a little bit over the weekend. So uh, I would imagine that across the industry, um, you know, we'll see some trades this week as we, as we normally do. And, um, you know, we're gonna be, we need to be ready and prepared to act uh, if there's something in front of us that we think helps us get better in the long term.
1: How does that all work uh, because it, it seems like everybody waits till nearly the last minute with everything <laughs> in life. Uh, is that what takes place? Uh, you get time to, uh, to vet the trade uh, if you get an offer or making an offer you're just waiting, or is it one of those things where uh, sometimes things can uh, develop very quickly and you have to act quickly too?
2: Yeah, I, I think it can be either. Um, sometimes the deadline really does have a way of, like, Forcing two parties to their to their endpoint, and and that's how a decision comes together. Um, but uh, you know, often it's the case, you can find common ground sooner. Sometimes a team will be motivated to move sooner, uh, given their particular situation. You might have a team that's um, you know feels like even the next few games are that meaningful to them in terms of whether they, have, whether they can make the playoffs or not. Uh, might want to make a move now, might not make a move five days from now. So that can happen, too. It can be either. Uh, so we just got to be stay ready and, and be prepared to act when the opportunity is in front of us.
1: You talk about motivation, and I'm curious. Uh, it, it's my sense so far, and I want to see if I'm being fair with this, that you and the Pirates aren't exactly looking to uh, – Unload guys uh, by any means. It seems like uh, if you get a fair offer, you'll consider it, uh, but nothing less than that. And is that fair to say that, I mean, uh, you guys may not make a trade (laughs) at the deadline, or you might be very busy depending on what uh, the other teams are willing to do?
2: Yeah, I mean, we don't need to make a trade for the sake of making a trade. trade. We didn't really last year um, at the deadline. Certainly made trades uh, since I've been here, but. Um, you know, I think you just got to evaluate every situation as it comes. And, um, you know, we've talked, we've talked before, you know, we, we've got to stay focused on, on adding talent, on adding young players that have a chance to grow with us and get better and help us win. And uh, if there's opportunities to do that, um, you know, where we can get guys who might um, have a chance to be here for a long time and then grow as we're building this thing. Um, and we need to be ready to take advantage of that opportunity. It's important that we are. Uh, so my hope is that we can find opportunities that we think make sense for us, and that uh, you know. And again, like the, the mindset we have is, is you know, is it's, it's really just to help two teams. It's not that we're we're not trying to um, get one over on anyone. You know, that really rarely happens anymore. Anyway, um, I think teams are trying teams. Sometimes they're just in different situations, and there can be trades where you know literally both sides win, and uh, and that's fine. So if we can find those, uh, great. Uh, uh, We don't need to force it. Um, The difference uh, with trades, of course, and and I think we've talked about this before, is is just the emotional difference uh, behind them. So if you're when when we take Henry Davis in the draft, um, we're excited. We can talk about you know what we like about him. It's a celebration. Uh, there's nobody going out. Only one player coming in in that case. In a trade, obviously, it's different. You're, you need to be prepared to um, shake hands and thank and say goodbye to guys that you care about and respect, and have done well. And, um, so it's a different sort of emotional exchange. But no less important, And we've got to be ready to make them if we think they help us in the long term.
1: Yeah, that's what uh, I'm sure is, is more difficult about your job is that you have to be unbiased. You, you have to kind of remove yourself and look at it just strictly from, um, you know, performance base and, and, and where the club is going. And, and I'm curious, too, uh, not that this would be a chief uh, a chief objective, but would the Pirates even consider adding major league players? And, and the example that comes to mind is, is like David Bednar, for instance, uh, in the Musgrove deal. It was chiefly centered around guys at a ball or double a uh type players uh but bednar comes over in that trade and he's helped out the big league club right away but still is around for a long time is that something that the pirates would consider as well
2: sure absolutely yeah i mean i think uh the 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 key word there is that or the key part of that is that there are players who have a chance to be with us for a while um whether they're minor leaguers or major major leagues we're just you know if we're making trades we're looking for the best possible return we could get um and if we don't feel like uh, we get one that is uh, justified, then you know we just sit and, and be patient and, and hold and hold, and that's fine too. So we'll we'll see what the next few days brings. Uh, I'm confident we'll be will be busy, you know, you know we've got <laughs> we got a great team of people in baseball operations who's working around the clock on this stuff. And um, every, it's not just me with the phone, by the way. be a bunch of people uh, that are involved in talking to the teams. so it's kind of all hands-on, deck, and it'll be an
1: exciting week. Yeah, that's what's so fascinating is that it is uh, so many people that are are, uh, pouring into their respective teams that they study or working on uh, kind of getting the the groundwork laid uh, for you uh, in addition to what you do. Um, Gone are the days of uh, a couple of guys uh, um, on a phone call and just wheeling and dealing, I guess. Um, So... If the Pirates do trade away players, uh, this is kind of an open-ended question and it's probably difficult for you to answer, but I, if they trade away players, are they going to be uh, prospects replacing them? And what I mean is uh, some of the younger guys that uh, you're really high on uh, for going forward, is it going to be maybe some of the veteran depth that you've acquired at AAA um, or a mixture of both that might uh, fill in? Or is, that, uh, is it too early to say since uh, you don't know who won't be here and, and maybe it's everybody that's still here?
2: Yeah, I think, it's, I think it is a little bit too early to say. Um, I think what, what will continue to guide us
1: is, you know,
2: we, we want to we use the playing time we have at the major league level in the, in the most effective way possible um, with, with the guys we have. And, and, and that, that's what guides Shelty. He's trying to put the best team out there he can every day give get a chance to win. Uh, we also want to allocate playing time in the most effective way, you know, over time. Um, give guys a chance to, uh, in some cases, a chance to establish themselves, develop, uh, perform, and uh, that will continue to guide us. But probably too early to say, and, um, you know, today we'll get ready to play the Giants.
1: And the Pirates are going to go for a sweep against the Giants, who own baseball's best record. That's coming up in just a bit. We'll take our first break. We'll give Ben a a chance to text with other GMs (laughs) for about 90 seconds or so. Then we'll come back here on the Ben Sherrington Show, right here on the Pirates Radio Network. We're back on the Ben Charrington Show. Pirates going for a sweep of the Giants here in San Francisco. And we're joined by the Pirates general manager. Kind enough to join us here in the week of the trade deadline. Do want to get to some other topics, too, as well. And talking uh, last segment uh, briefly about some of the prospects uh, for the Pirates. And I uh, wanted to ask you about Rodolfo Castro, what you've seen so far at the Major League level from him, which is uh, obviously a very brief, but it's been uh, he's had an impact. And I'm, I'm really curious uh, a little bit about the background, too, because... That was not a widely circulated name when he was invited to uh, the alternate camp last year. And uh, he's obviously uh, shown very brightly for the Pirates. Give, me, give us uh, your insights on Castro.
2: Well, he was a player that when I first got to Pittsburgh, I didn't know much about myself. And um, we had we had people in our in our baseball operations group we in player development and in our front office that uh, kept talking about him. And, you know, and, and then, of course, the season got shut down. So... Didn't really get to know him last year, um, but we felt like it made sense to bring him to the all last year. and He did a really good job and improved, and, um, and he's, had a, he's had a terrific year um, in A, And just as or more impressive uh, than the numbers he's put up in A or the three old ones he's in the big leagues were fun to watch, um, has been how he's carried himself on that team in Altoona where he spent most of the year. Uh, he's been a real leader, uh, showed up with great energy every day, Holds his teammates accountable. Um, obviously, he's a you know native Dominican, so he's a Spanish speaker. He speaks English, so he can kind of like bridge the room a little bit, and he does that, and he's got the energy to do that. He's a fun guy to be around. So he's been fun to get to know, um, and he's just he's an interesting player. He can move around the infield, handle a bunch of defensive spots, hit from both sides, got some power. Um, he's had to had to get forced into duty here at the Major League level a couple different times because of injuries and whatnot in our situation, um, whereas we really, we really probably thought that he'd spent the whole year in Double A. Coming into the year, um, he's been forced into the Major League and he's done great. So, um, you know, probably someone who just needs to get some more minor league at-bats and continue to develop, but uh, we're really excited about his progress and he's been a fun guy to get to know.
1: What uh, what about Mason Martin, who is uh, one of the leaders in the home runs, uh, really throughout the last uh, couple of minor league seasons? Uh, his ability to hit home runs, do you think that will translate to the big leagues when he's ready uh, down the road?
2: Well, he can hit him anywhere. I mean, his power is legit, um, and you know, obviously the home runs tell you that. But you know, just watch him, and uh, you know, there's no, there's, he's not going to have a, he's not going to have a problem in any ballpark he plays in um he's he's an incredibly hard worker uh continues to work really hard on his defense and has improved that um there's some strikeouts in his game and, and obviously you know that's always going to be there a little bit um which is fine there's there's guys in the big leagues who strike out plenty but they're they're good players because they have power and he certainly has enough power so just really continue to uh in his case he's just continue to work on Owning in on pitch selection, um, just continue to continue to work on that discipline. He's he's made strides there. He can hit him. He can hit his pitch a long way, and it's fun. And, and again, another guy who works his tail off, wants to be good. Um, you know, he's he's an exciting young player. We're glad we have him.
1: What do you make of Max Kranick so far? Uh, at least uh, at the big league level, we kind of see that uh, he's been a fast mover in the minors.
2: Yeah, I mean, i just really impressed with how he's, how he's composed himself. You know, I mean, um, again, someone who um, uh, I didn't know much about um, coming into the Pirates. Uh, we brought the old site last year coming off the, the, the shutdown of spring training. We knew he had made some real changes on his own. Uh, no, I shouldn't say on his own with the help of our staff, but had made some real meaningful changes to his arm pattern, to his fit profile. Uh, he came into the all state worked really hard, did a good job there, and uh, got off to a strong start in Double-A. So we pushed him to Triple-A, and that, and now he's at a point like a lot of guys in Triple-A, where when you're in Triple-A and you're capable of doing some things, well, you're going to get an opportunity in the big league sooner rather than later. And sure enough, he has. Um, I think you know Max is is in a situation now where he's made some spot starts for us. I think he's really competed well, helped us stay in some ball games, and. He's still got uh, room to grow, you know, and he knows that, and, and there's probably some more development there uh, with Max, but the opportunity he's gotten in the Major League, get that exposure, uh, will help him develop because it's going to give him a, a real clear sense of what he can do that works in the Major League level, and maybe maybe if there's a couple areas that he can still fine tune. Um, another great kid, hard work, a great teammate, so really happy to have him, happy for him.
1: Yeah, we've seen Kranich lately. Uh, we have not seen Mitch Keller because he's been down at Indianapolis. And what are the reports you're getting on him?
2: Uh, re- really, very positive. You know, so again, his mindset's in a good spot. He continues to work hard. Um, you know, he's been, he's been filling up the zone, keeping the walks down, striking guys out. Um, you know, he's been he's been really pretty consistent with that. Uh, you know, we know that we know how talented he is. Uh, really appreciate how he's gone back to Indy with a great attitude. attitude. Uh, working hard, and uh, he's gonna earn. He's gonna earn his way back. You know, you know, there's no timeline for it. We'll see, um, but he'll earn his way back. Um, you know, confident in that at some point. And um, you know, again, we 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 need lots of good pitching uh, to go where we want to go, and uh, very confident. Mitch can be part of that group.
1: And you have some uh, notable veterans with a lot of big league experience down there. And uh, any of these guys uh, right now. Uh, you know, considered to be uh, players that might uh, help the Pirates at some point this year. Stephen Wright, the knuckleballer, has been down there all year. Uh, D. Strange Gordon, who he signed recently, as well as Shelby Miller, who was signed recently. Are, are these these are familiar names? But uh, are they depth pieces? Are they uh, the injury backups, uh, or could they be more, depending on how they uh, develop?
2: Well, again, I know you've heard me say this before, but if you're in AAA and you're performing, then you got a chance. Come off the play, and, and you know that that'll always be the thing. And um, guys that perform for any any consistent period of time in AAA are gonna, you know, have a way of forcing themselves into the situation. And and so, uh, you know, say any of those guys can do that. Um, you know, no, no matter the age. Um, you know, one guy who has, um, you know, who was on a roster earlier in the year came off it and has gone down. And uh, to his credit, um, you know, really put his game together well. And it's been. And you know, one of our better hitters, and more consistent hitters down there the whole year is Anthony Alford. Um, and again, good to see that. So, again, I you know wouldn't want to um, wouldn't want to you know pull any particular player out of that group. But um, you know, there's clearly we we have opportunity to be earned. And you know, if you perform well enough in AAA for for consistent enough time, then you're going to force your way into the equation.
1: Yeah, I just asked that because, uh, yeah, if you if you uh, know of anything or see anything uh, with those guys down there, we can see the stats, but a uh, little more than that. So uh, I'd like to kind of check in on that. One more uh, in this segment. Uh, Kyle Crick uh, for the Pirates uh, was designated for assignment. What's his status, and uh, what was the reasoning for the the designation for him?
2: Well, yeah. Um you know, Kyle's, Kyle's a talented guy, you know, uh, obviously we, uh, you know, people, people know about the slider and how, how well he spins it. And, you know, it's something that, um, you know, not a lot of the guys can do is spin a slider the way he can and um, gives him a chance against, against major league hitters. I think we just got to the point where, um, you know, we weren't seeing enough uh, consistency in terms of the execution and strikes. Um, you know, he's a guy that um, he's really not a, not a length type pitcher. You know, he's, uh, he's a guy to come in and, and get into into, the hard, into a sticky situation or hard of the order. And, you know when he's right, using leverage situations, get get some tough right-handers out. Um, he's been good at that in the past. Um, just wasn't wasn't as consistent. And then um, you know so in, in some of those leverage opportunities that started to go to other guys. Um, and then once he's out of that role, um, you know he's he's not he's not really a length or multi-inning guy um so it just kind of it just kind of got squeezed on us and uh we felt like at that point you know it might just be best for him to get a fresh start uh somewhere else so you know hope he does and wish him well and in the meantime uh give uh, give us a chance to
1: get a longer look at
2: some other guys guys like austin davis and kyle keller who come up and throw the ball well
1: yeah, both pitched last night in the Pirates' win over the Giants. They look for a sweep today here in San Francisco. We got more with the Pirates' general manager, Ben Charrington, right after this here on the Pirates' radio network. We're back with Pirates' general manager, Ben Charrington, and the Pirates and the Giants getting set for game three of the series in San Francisco in just a few moments. And I uh, wanted to ask you about the, uh, the signing of draft picks. Are you, uh, are you pleased with the progress uh, you've made? Uh, signed uh, some of the top guys now. Still got a few more to go. Uh, give us an update on uh, what you're seeing with all that.
2: Yeah, we, we are. We're pleased. And again, it's a
1: ton of work. Um,
2: obviously a ton of work going into the draft and making selections, but then uh, the process of uh, signing players and getting through uh, every piece of that with every player in a pretty condensed period of time between the draft and uh, August 1st, which is I guess a week from now. Um, it's a lot. It's a lot to pull off. So you know, I'll highlight Matt Skirving, who is our coordinator of uh, amateur scouting, who Basically, I'm not sure it slept for the last uh, two weeks (laughs) as he's helped us uh, organize all of this. And obviously, he's not alone. He's got help, but he's been right in the middle of it and does a great job. Um, So we are pleased. We're really encouraged. Obviously, you see the signings as they're announced. Um, You know, we're making good progress. We still have um, a small handful that we're working on and we remain optimistic on. But, um, you know, until they're done, they're not done. So. Uh we'll see, we'll,
1: we'll see where we go here over the
2: next few days. But really encouraged and excited about the guys we've, got, we've been able to bring in, and uh, a bunch of them are in Bradenton already.
1: What's a, what a concentrated July uh, baseball's uh, calendar has now become uh, for you and the others that work in baseball operations. Uh, I wanted to look back, too, at a moment uh, from last year. A year ago yesterday, baseball opened up its season under greatly subdued circumstances. And what sticks out to you about that time, a year later.
2: Um, uh, you're referencing the pandemic.
1: Yeah, the baseball's opening day. I'm sure you've got four thousand other things on your mind other than the anniversary of the opening day from last year. But the July twenty fourth last year I see, I see. was was sure. the opener sure. last sure. year, which you know was, so was under such a different the, uh, yeah.
2: I appreciate you keeping me on track.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I really mean there's probably 4,000 things that you were thinking of before that. But I'm just curious, uh, no. looking back, it's yeah. it, it's such an interesting time to look back on, and we're still not uh, post-pandemic, but uh, just that, that time and, and your reflections on that.
2: Yeah, well, I remember. Um, I certainly remember that day. And, of course, um, you know, the emotion involved not just a play, but what was going on uh, in our country, and uh, I, I thought, an incredible um, demonstration of solidarity from our team uh, in St. Louis. And uh, it, I was proud to be a part of that. Um, and, of course, we were excited to play baseball, but proud to be part of that moment, too, a strong uh, expression of solidarity around social justice, possibly just to the Pirates. So um, I, I don't think any of us will ever forget that that particular opening day. And then that weekend, Chelsea got his first win, and was, so there's a chance to celebrate, too.
1: Yeah, ask him about that. We'll have that coming up uh, when we get to the pregame show here in San Francisco in just a little bit. We'll take one final break, but first got to pause 10 seconds for a station ID here on the Pirates radio network. A few more minutes with Ben Charrington, Pirates general manager. Next time we talk with him, uh, the, the draft signings will have concluded. The trade deadline will have passed. Uh, but I want to talk about the big club, of course. They played some good baseball here in this series against the Giants. And, and I'm really curious about uh, Will Crow, for instance. Uh, in his outing yesterday, it made me think about Um, you know you've got a a number of young pitchers starting pitchers especially that are going out there um, and they're going to have some bumps uh, like crow has had but yesterday has that kind of a breakthrough game and is that something that you're trying to do is is give a little bit of of traction a little bit of uh, extra opportunity to some of these younger pitchers because if you only give them three or four starts you may not see their full potential I think
2: so. I mean, look, it, there's a balance to it because um, I, I think we also, it's the major leagues, you know, I, yeah. I don't think we should be, um, I don't, there's no scholarship, you know, Like I, I don't think anyone is, uh, uh, I don't think, I, I think it has to be earned, continue to be earned all the time, the opportunity. Um, as you said, it's, it's hard to work through the transition and sort of figure stuff out uh, without some runway. Uh, if it's a pitcher, you know, at least a handful of starts or if it's a position player, you know, a few weeks of playing time, it's hard to do it uh, unless you get that. And then, and then of course you have to, you have to earn and keep earning it uh, at some point. And I think Will is a good example of um, what a lot of major league pitchers uh, go through, which is a transition. You know, it's, there's been some, some bumpier outings. There's been some good outings. Uh, Rare is the case where, you know, the pitcher or position player just comes up and storms the league all of a sudden. And, Hopefully, we have some of those over time, but um, more often than not, you know, you're going to get, you're going to go through some period of transition, and then some guys will make the adjustments. Some guys will make that, you know, fifteen twenty percent improvement uh, that is possible to make, and become regular, successful major league pitchers. Some won't, um, but we need to find out who can. And the only way to do that is to provide enough opportunity. So it is a balance. um, uh, But what you're you're seeing, I think, from this year, not just with Will but with others, uh, is an attempt to do that. And uh, I think they'll continue to be an attempt to do that um,
1: over the course of the last couple of And and with the starting pitchers, uh, they've been going every sixth or even seventh day um, here in the big leagues, of course, in the minor leagues, uh, pitching weekly. And – Coming off of a 60-game season last year, of course that makes sense. Uh, do you see that trend continuing, though, in subsequent years?
2: You know, good question. I don't know. Uh, we haven't gotten to 2020. We haven't gotten that far yet in our thinking. I think uh, we spent a lot of time coming off the short season last year as a group, and certainly including our pitching uh, our pitching team, pitching coaches, um, our performance staff, medical staff, etc., talking about Pitching and what the recovery was going to look like off of 2021, how we could manage that. Sorry, 2020, how we could manage that coming into 2021. Um, and to be perfectly honest, we don't have a perfect, uh, perfect blueprint uh, for how to how to manage a pitcher's workload. And if any other team says they do, I, I would. <laughs> I would dispute that. I would dispute that. It's just, it's too hard. But what we want to do is make really well-informed decisions. Um, And so we've, instead of coming into the year and saying, well, this pitcher is going to max out at this number of innings or having caps or things like that, what we prefer to focus on is recovery um, and how a pitcher is recovering between outings, what his work looks like, how are they feeling in the throwing program. Um, And part of that often has been to give that extra day. And um, no perfect science to that, but we do know that um, you know sometimes an extra day recovery is uh, can help or just enough to be able to for the for the body and the arm to recover to be able to do what they need to do. Um, will that continue even the rest of the year? Never mind next year. You know, don't know. Not 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 promising that. Uh, we'll continue to look at that as a staff, and it's something that Oscar and Shelty and our entire pitching and performance staff think about. Like all literally every day.
1: One more for Ben Charrington. We got about 90 seconds, Ben, and is there value for established players who come over to the Pirates to improve? I'm thinking of Gamble having a great July and Agowski since he's come over. Wilmer Defoe has looked better. Is there value in in veteran players coming over to the Pirates and improving?
2: Well, sure, and I think in those cases, although, you know, they're a little older, you know, they're into their 20s, uh, mid to late 20s, but, um, you know, they're not 21-year-old prospects anymore, but they're also not fully established major leaguers and so they're getting an opportunity to play and maybe make some adjustments and certainly we've seen cases around the league where guys in their mid to late 20s um, all of a sudden figure something out and you know have a nice run of, of major league time and um, so you know we want to we want to take advantage of that too and, and you know so um, whether it's one of those three guys or others you know like there's there's room to give opportunity to that player too the, it's not It's not always, the you know, the 22-year-old.
1: Yeah, Chris Stratton comes to mind, too. He was you know, even preceded your tenure. There's an, a lot of examples uh, with the Pirates that think about that, too. Ben, we'll let you go. I know it's a busy time for you. Can't wait to uh, talk to you next week. <laughs> There's going to be maybe nothing to talk about, maybe everything to talk about or something in between. Thanks for some time, Ben. Well,
2: enjoy the game today, and enjoy that flight back uh, later
0: today.